Hello, welcome. If you're watching, to uh, I don't know what this is. What is this? This is it's. You've reached the Impact Nation studio. Uh, no one's here to take your call right now. Uh, welcome to a special episode, I guess, a bonus episode of the Impact Nation's podcast. My name is Tim. I am your host, and today I am joined by my friend Reg. Hi, Reg. Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing good, even though I got a, a, um, a cold, but um, it's good. Well, all things considered, I say that's not too bad. Um, Reg, uh, what's what's your title at uh, Life for Living Ministries? Um, they would call me the like the president of Life for Living uh, Ministries because we are um, we are a ministry. So that's uh, all right. That's so some people would call you. All right, here the official term is the big cheese. So Reg is the big <laughs> cheese of <laughs> Life for Living Ministries. And uh, he is coming to us live from Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Uh, so I, that's why I say all things considered this week, uh, if a cold is, is your biggest complaint, then I'd say you're doing all right, eh? <laughs> yes, yes, you're all right. Indeed. Um, all right. So the reason I invited Reg to join us today uh, is because he and I, uh, well, all of us really at the Impact Nations family and at Life for Living are uh, in the midst of an awesome, uh, I don't know, rescue operation, um, I guess we could say. Uh, if if you're just crawling out from a cave or something like that, perhaps you missed the fact that uh, but a week and a bit ago, uh, nine days ago, I think it was, there was an earthquake that struck the southern coast of Haiti. Uh, it was it was it seven point two on the Richter scale? Is that right, Rich? Yeah, yeah, seven yeah. point two. Yeah, uh, and uh, the devastation was very severe down on the southern southern coast of Haiti. Uh, Reg, you were there on the southern coast at the time. Uh, can you tell us what that what did that earthquake feel like? What was that experience? Um, I can I can um, see it in two levels. First of all, the emotion of it, and also the physical impact of it. Yeah. So we had a crusade, a three night crusade, because we are in a community for God um, in the south. So we had a we had, we plan on something that we call I mean twelve nights of glory, where every Friday from six to midnight. So we have a special special service to pray for the community. So the first one started exactly one night before the earthquake hit the, the, the South Department. So we had the crusade on Friday. We were praying for some reason. We just felt to pray for life. We were calling out life, life, life. And then on Saturday morning, I was on the platform talking to my sound man and my maestro so that we can plan for the next night. Uh, um, so while I was, while we were sitting on the platform in the earth, started to shake. So I thought it was something like minor, probably a couple seconds, you know. But when I saw that it was lasting 10 seconds, 15 seconds, so I had to jump from the platform because I didn't want the platform to fall um, over us. So we set, we stood up on firm ground, and then um, that this is when we realized that it was a major earthquake, and we heard people screaming, crying, you know. So we I run because we have the church that was located about like 400 meters from the place where it was, which is a basketball court that we built in that community. So the church is located like 400 meters. Um, and then we have a house, which is the mission house, which is about another another 100 meters from the church building. So imagine from the basketball court 
um, to the church building, which is four meters, 400 meters, to me it was like four, four miles. Because while you are walking there, you don't know what to expect because you know you have, you have concrete, you have a cement house. So, um, so I walked. When I was coming close to the house, to the church building, I realized that everyone was safe. The house didn't collapse. So everything was fine. So now we have to walk another hundred miles, I mean, I mean, uh, meters to go and, and, and see how is my family because I was there with my wife and my two children. We had a missionary from the U.S. and we have another family that is responsible for everything we do in Lacan. They were in the house. So by God's grace, none of these houses, um, collapsed or had major impact, but it was very strong. And while you are walking by, you are seeing people screaming with dust all over their body because some walls fall over, some walls fall over them. So I can say that since I was there in, in Port-au-Prince back in 2010, I can say it was um, similar, the same feeling, you know, because uh, I mean, back in, in 2010, it was 7.2, and now we had, a, I mean, 7.3, and now we had a 7.2. So I would say the same feeling you know, like you don't know what to expect. Yeah. And what kind of damage were you guys seeing? Um, you know, like in our immediate neighborhood, I would say 90% of the houses cannot, I mean, are, are down. When I say down, fortunately, they are not strong structures because they are old houses with um, wood, um, I mean, thick, basically, and thin roof. And they put some um, bricks, I mean, rock, small stones around it. So all the stones um, are down and only the sticks remain up in the roofing for some housing. Some of them yeah. collapse completely. Completely, yeah. Completely. Um, yeah. Isaiah is working behind the scenes here. He's Isaiah, I don't know, we were going to show photos of uh, what's been done since, but I don't know if you're able to reach into the initial proposal folder and see if, if you could throw up any... Uh, any images of the kind of damage that we were seeing? Um, no? Okay, we're getting a no. But um, all right, so you guys were in the middle of doing uh, <clears throat> a series of evangelism meetings. You're, you're sharing the gospel with the community. You guys have been in there for a while. Uh, obviously, you've, got a, you've built a basketball court. You say you've got a, a church building 400 meters away or so. Um, so you guys have, have got uh, a presence in the community, um, yeah. but obviously you were gathering a crowd right when, when the earthquake struck. So after the earthquake, what happened? So, um, after the earthquake, there are two stories that, that really, really touched my heart. Um, the first one, we have a team from our church, a team of ladies. So they cook for everything that we do. They are about six of them, not seven of them. Of them. So, um, they were cooking for our the missionaries from Port-au-Prince who came for the crusade on Friday. So now on you know uh, on Saturday, four of them lost their houses, like their houses are down. Mm. So imagine um, around three o'clock, they came back to cook for the missionaries, even though they have no house, they don't know where they're gonna spend the night, but they kept their commitment and they came to serve, wow. which really. Um, to me, uh, which amazes me because, you know, you are, you are, you, you know, these are new believers. Like they've been Christian for about four, five years because we just started the church there five years ago. So seeing that really melt my heart to see such commitment in, in these people. And secondly, but I, I spoke 
to my staff, to the people, and I said, um, no matter what happened, we will continue with the with the um, with the evangelism, simply because um, I understand when people are faced a situation like that, they need their heart are their hearts are ready to hear the gospel. So we continued the crusade on Saturday night around 6 p.m. So more people came than the first night. We would say that we had about um, 800 people that came to that crusade that night. Uh, no, sorry, about 250 to 300 people that came to the crusade. And that same night, 25 people got saved. Wow, that's awesome. You know, so seeing that is, 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 is awesome, you know. Um, we continue, we, do the, we did the second night, and 25 people got saved, and we were able to pray for deliverance, healing for, for so many people. So it was awesome. Wow, that's amazing. All right, so <clears throat> you they immediately started preparing meals. Um, you're seeing salvations already. Uh, how many people? Yeah. Why after the the earthquake and people have gone home? <clears throat> excuse me. To their uh, they've gone home to their home and seen the devastation. As you said, many of them the the mud walls have collapsed. Maybe the the timber yeah. is still standing that's holding up the yeah. roof, although probably at that point they're afraid yeah. to actually step under there because they don't know how fragile things that are. I, yeah. Were you guys getting uh, after tremors as well, aftershocks? Oh, yeah, yeah. We are um, having, like, first of all, they said that we had two earthquakes. So we had the first one, and the uh, second day um, we had another one that lasts about um, 12, I mean, was it like 12 seconds? So we have major uh, aftershocks. Like even last night, that I was talking this morning, I was talking to my the, the people there, and they told me yes, they had a major one again last night. Yeah, which must just be keeping the the fear level very high. Eh? Is it Regis? Are people yeah. Uh, afraid? Yeah, the fear yeah level with is yeah. Very, We got ourselves a delay. Yeah, no, people people are afraid because you know, for us being from for us coming from Port-au-Prince, we had an earthquake before, so uh, um, we we understand what's going on. But for them in the south, south, remember that they are very humble people. They don't have much, so um, going there for for them to see that it's like everything is finished. And you know, um, I'm talking because right after the earthquake, I drove from our compound um, to the city of Cavaillon and then all the way to the city of Lekai, which is the main, the main city like yeah. Port-au-Prince. So I am seeing even the road, you couldn't even go through. You had to, to drive carefully because um, uh, from a mountain, stones came down on the, on the, on the main road, you know? Yeah. So when you go there and you see even um, the mayor of the city died, like the mayor of oh. the city of Lekai, so he owned a big hotel. The hotel collapsed and oh. tens of people died, including oh. the mayor of the city. So we have um, several other houses in the main city that collapsed. But the thing is, um, yeah, so that, that people are really afraid. They don't know what to think. And uh, some people, many people, they came and start sleeping on our basketball court because that's the only place they felt safe because there's yeah. no trees around them, there's no houses, no buildings, so they know even if um, it shakes, 
so nothing can happen to them. So they found their their their, their peace in that yeah. compound. Hmm. Um. All right. So you gave me a call. I think it was last Tuesday, and and you and I chatted and put our heads together on how we could help. You sent me some photos and video that were quite shocking. Um, because at the time, of course, we we need to remember also there was a tropical storm that was hovering Coming over the southern coast. So, uh, you know, the concern also was that people would just be exposed to the elements while they were without a home. Uh, you yeah. sh- you sent me a rather shocking set of photos and video of people sleeping. You brought a a tractor trailer in for people to sleep in yeah. the in the trailer and underneath the trailer. Uh, and so we yeah. thought, well. Uh, what can we do? And you suggested a couple of temporary shelters. You want to just tell us a little bit about um, the the thinking and how many people would are to be fitting inside of these shelters and stuff. Yeah. So um, as I as I as I told you, we had people sleeping on the basketball court. It started it started raining. People rushed to the container. So we had about fifty people sleeping in the container and another ten to fifteen under the container. So. Um, when I saw that, even though, uh, you know, I am Haitian, I was sleeping in a car. So I, I just took a look of the people running to the container. Sincerely, I'm telling you, I started to weep because, mm. you know, um, seeing that was very heartbreaking. And uh, this is um, when I, 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 I call you the next morning, I mean, morning to talk to you about it because it was very, very painful, painful to see. So by God's grace, by your support, by the support of the uh, of Impact Nation family, so we were able to quickly gather the money and we were able to build two, two shelters, one for men and one for women. The shelters are 14 feet wide, um, 32 feet long. So they are um, big enough um, for people because we wanted to separate men from women, you know. So now we are able to do it. So we have um, we have even more people coming to, 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 to stay in them. So the thing is, which is very, very um, funny, when I started building it, people in the neighborhood, they didn't know that it was for them. They thought that I was building something for for my own people, like when, when people come from Port-au-Prince to help, so I was building something to host them. So um, when I told them, no, it's not for, for the people coming, it's for you guys, you know? And they shouted loud, you know? So which was very, very good. So now... Um, the people, they have a, a safe place to, to stay, I mean, to sleep, because we couldn't provide mattresses. But um, for some reason, I had two big carpets. So they are 10 by 20 feet. So I had two big, two big pieces of carpeting. I put one in each for the people who don't have like a sheet or something. Yeah. So I put it, you got some people bringing like um, sheets or other stuff to sleep on. So which is very, very, which is awesome to see like the people coming together and they are so grateful and thankful, you know, mm. for what happened. Um, so I'm really, I'm really, uh, happy, um, to see, to see that in our community. That's awesome. You sent some photos and video and stuff. I, Isaiah, you wanted to throw some of that stuff up so people can see. Here's a picture. They're, they're doing the construction. What was amazing to me, Reg, was, um, <clears throat> that you guys got started like immediately. We, by God's grace, uh, several miracles lined up in a row here, by the way. Like we, uh, first off, the miraculous provision of God f- through the Impact Nations family. Uh, we raised uh, over $34,000 in a matter of four or five days. In the, in the first, well, I don't know, 28 hours, I think we'd raised 
20 or close to 20 or something like that. So we were able to get yeah. to you by Thursday morning. I had sent a couple of wire transfers totaling 14,000 or so. Oh, and yeah. so that meant that was by Thursday midday. You you were able to get the money out of the bank by Friday morning. That's that's a miracle right there because so often yeah. money is delayed, as, as we all know. Um, and then and here's the... Here's the inside of this shelter. Oh man, the the level of dignity that I'm seeing here compared to uh, when they were crowded in that trailer just a few days ago, extraordinary. Like this, this almost looks homey with the uh, their sheets and stuff like that. Uh, here they are uh, yeah. under construction. But so miracle number one, the the money uh, arrived so quickly, and then miracle number two. You were able to go and secure all of these building materials that Friday morning. Like you went to the bank, you took out the money, and you went right to the hardware store, and they actually had everything you needed, eh? Exactly, exactly. Everything we needed. So even though, um, you know, now the inflation started to go up, you know, it's like if I didn't do that on Thursday, we would be out of budget because now the inflation, because I remember while I was leaving and the guy was telling me from the store, so I did a, I did a bad business with you um, because now I just spoke to my um, provider and they just told me that the prices are, are going are exploding high, you know. But I was already everything was already on the top of the car in the car, you know, the truck, you know. And I told him, okay, when I come back to buy some more, I will buy from from the new price, you know. But you are, we already had a deal, yeah. So, which was which was which was awesome. Which was to me another. Another miracle, you yeah, know, to see that. Even though you know the, the 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 units that you are seeing, they are not finished yet. They are not completely finished because we have fly we have fly you to put inside. Oh, okay, like for the walls. Yeah, for the walls, so that people don't don't get hit, don't don't get hurt. You know, with the way the the screws. Um, oh, you can yeah. see the screws. I don't want someone to put their hands yeah. in them so that they can hurt. Yeah. Get hurt, so we 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 apply to put yeah. inside. But very wise the way I noticed you did the walls up to uh, you left a gap of about two feet at the top just for airflow and light and stuff like that. Yeah, just exactly. The, the way you guys so quickly erected that was incredible to me. Can you tell me a little bit about in those photos? We see this in, this team of young men who are clearly skilled. They know what they're doing. They're obviously having a good time doing it. Uh, who are these yeah. guys? Where did they come from? So this is another miracle. I have to tell you. I have a friend of mine who owns a church in Jackmel. In Jackmel. So Jackmel is located, I would say, probably uh, 250 kilometers from Lakai, from Kavaya. Mm-hmm. So this guy, the pastor called me and he told me that they wanted to come and help. So when he said that he is coming to help, so these guys, most of them are non-Christians. So they said that they want to go and help too. So they came all the way from Jacknell to Lekai, 14 of them. Wow. <laughs> 14 of them came. And we had guys from our church, from our neighborhood. That's why the, the building can be made in so quick. Because we had over like 25 people working in it. And they were hard workers, not people playing. And they, they were doing it. You could see even in the pictures, the way they were making a line to collect all the food, you know, passing the food so you can see the happiness from their heart, so wow. from them from their face. So it was it was amazing. Oh, extraordinary. Um I just got a note from Isaiah. He's got uh some video footage that you had taken. Go ahead and throw that up, Isaiah, of a young man who is digging out 
his his what was his home he's kind of it looks like he's pulling some some rubble out from uh from the front of the house what was his house uh tr- i think just trying to get inside to see if there's anything worth salvaging but he was telling a story about his pregnant wife narrowly escaping the destruction that we see on our screen right now and sorry reg you don't see it but you took the video you've been there you know um yeah yeah can you just recap his story? Because we don't have audio going, but just recap uh, his story about how his wife narrowly escaped, but then what has happened since then? Yeah. So these two people, that's their first baby. Their, their first baby. So um, so she's they, pregnant. She was pregnant with her first baby when the earthquake struck. Exactly. Exactly. For yeah. nine months. So she was just counting days. So... Um, her husband called her to bring him something because, I mean, her husband worked um, at the big bakery that they had across their house. So the husband called her to bring him something. And so she just left the house to bring the guy, the, I mean, what he was asking. So even before handing the thing to the guy, this is exactly when the, when the, when the earth started, started to shake. In the house collapsed. So if the husband didn't call her, she would be inside the house. So um, the house collapsed. So they were sleeping in the bakery because the bakery is gone, also collapsed, finished. So they were, I mean, they were sleeping there. And while we were doing the the, the, the mix, doing the building, um, on Saturday uh, morning, on Saturday morning, I spoke to the guys and I told them we have some leftover. So I explained to them the story, and I and I told them, "Can you help?" And they said, "Oh yes, yes, yes. Even if we go home late, we will do that." So after finishing the two units, they run to the place and they build a structure, as you could say, for them. So meaning, um, from the money that you said, we were not just able to, to build the two units. We are able to bless a family with a newborn baby, and they are. I mean, starting today, they are safe. They are sleeping safe. In that, in in in, a, in their new home, absolutely extraordinary. Uh, here they are. We're we're seeing a photo of them holding their brand new baby, standing in front of the rubble that was their home, and next to the uh, the structure that will be their new home as it's under construction. Yeah. There, absolutely extraordinary. Just amazing provision by God. What a what a privilege you guys have had to meet such practical needs of people in. Just such desperation. What What is the attitude of people, Reg? You know, I'm sure that they're in shock. There must be a, a high level of, of trauma having seen such destruction and, and many have lost loved ones and stuff. And yet you guys are bringing hope. Um, what's the emotional state of the people that you guys are able to, to minister to this week? Yeah. So we got, um, like, the, the thing is for our... Because of our presence, people in our immediate neighborhood, um, they feel secure, they feel hope, and they are not like panicking because, you know, we've been serving uh, meals every day. So even today, I just got a report that they had put together all the meals and they, they go. And the way we, per- we do it is we believe in assisting people with their dignity. So not just like, you know, putting them on lines and then waiting, waiting. So what we do, we cook the food and then we take it to the houses. Since we know all the houses in the neighborhood and we serve 
um, the, num- the, the number of people in that house are the number of plates of meals that we give every, every day. So we end up cooking, like um, serving um, sometimes 350, 400, I mean, to 500 meals every single, every single day. So imagine the same six, seven ladies that I told, that I told you, they are cooking every single day now, you mm. know, um, not without even expecting anything from us. Like we would be paying them. They don't have a contract. They are just volunteering um, to, do, to do all that. So the people are receiving that. Um, yesterday we were able to give them, um, some, some, like some kit that has toothbrush, that has, um, toothpaste, um, it, I mean, toilet paper, um, tampon for ladies if they have, you know, um, and other, and other stuff that we could give, like milk, um, spaghetti. So we gave them something that they can cook in the morning because we serve only one meal, one meal a day. So we have done that. So next Sunday, what we're going to do, we're going to have uh, like a clothing store. I say, when I say a clothing store, it's simply because we cannot, because we don't want to gather people. We can we don't know their size. We don't know, you know, um, their, their taste. So we have uh, people I mean, from our church and from another church who sent several, you know, piles of clothing. So what we are thinking of doing, which will be something very interesting, very funny. So we're going to put uh, like a store where people will give like uh, one good. One good is almost nothing, like probably a couple cents, you know? So you come and you choose whatever you want, and you, you pay one good for it, you know? <laughs> Just to give them the sense that they are paying for what they are getting. Yeah, but give I, them a sense of dignity. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. So, um, and anything that we make from that, like from the goods that they are giving, is going to be used like for more food, like cooking oil, like spices, that's what we're gonna we're gonna use the money and any money for. Which won't be like it will be if we give everything out, probably it would be like ten twenty dollars, you know, yeah. if we if we are able to to, sure. to, to give everything yeah. out. But this will be funny because they will come and have fun. You know, we have the basketball court. It would be like a fair in the afternoon. You come, kids are playing soccer, playing basketball. Adults are buying stuff. You know, yeah. so I, I am very excited to see how it will come. On, on, on Sunday, you know? Uh, send us some photos. I'm looking forward to hearing all about yes. that. That's amazing. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I will. All right, I will. so let's let's talk about uh, the future because you've got, uh, you've got these uh, folks right now staying temporarily in these shelters, um, but eventually they will begin to reestablish themselves. As you said, many of them, their house is still technically standing it's just the walls have kind of disappeared but there's still timber holding up a roof and things like that um as they begin to get reestablished and are able to return to their homes and you know they're able to return to work and things like that uh you're going to be left with these these structures that we were originally calling temporary shelter um on on the property near the near the basketball court what happens then you know, um, we are working, we are working in the community for five years now. So we have a vision laid down. We know where we are going. So we know what we are called to do. So that's why we try to build the, 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 the temporary building as strong and as good as possible. Because, um, our goal was to right after when people start moving, like we repair some houses, build some houses. We are removing, people are being removed from the shelter, from temporary shelter. 
So we're going to use these two rooms for them again, where we want to start like a culinary school, you know, and uh, a, um, a, a sewing school, mostly for women. So this the same ladies sleeping in the room. They will be trained to be to, to do cooking and, and, and sewing. So that's the goal. Oh, I love that. Uh, and I didn't even know about that until you told me that on the phone this morning. Uh, and I just, I mean, I was absolutely overjoyed. Uh, members of the Impact Nations family know that uh, this is a big part of what Impact Nations does is skills and business development, uh, bringing about long-term sustainability for the poor to see to see yeah. that generational change, right? So that, uh, moving forward, uh, mothers will be able to provide for uh, for their children's schooling and things like that. Uh, and that comes not from handouts, as you well know. Obviously, you guys have been planning this for a while. Yeah. Uh, but comes from getting them the skills uh, that they're going to need to go into the marketplace and be able to earn their own wages. So uh, I, when I found out about that this morning, I, that was kind of the highlight of my day was to, to learn that our – uh, our temporary shelters were going to be used uh, for long-term sustainability, long-term development for skills uh, so that people can go find their own work. That's, man, I, I am so, so excited to hear about that. Yes. I, um, yeah. I, I'm really happy um, because that's what we are, that's what we are sharing and that's what we will do. We know for sure it will bless um, people for many years to come. Yeah. Amazing. So if you're listening to this, if you gave to this project, uh, I, I hope you're smiling. I, you gave to so much more than you realized. The Lord, as he so often does at Impact Nations and, and always has done, uh, it, he accomplished so much more than we could have ever dreamed or imagined or even thought to ask for. Um, we set a goal of $20,000 by Sunday night, uh, and instead you guys gave $34,000. Uh, we thought we'd be yeah. erecting two temporary structures and providing some meals. Instead, we've now got enough. We're hoping to be able to build a, a small shelter for uh, the local pastor whose house was destroyed. Um We've, you'll have two latrines there. You've got these two buildings that will long-term not just provide shelter in the short-term for these folks, but long-term are going to provide uh, classroom space for skills and business development. Uh, I just uh, – God is so, so good. So uh, thank you for being a part of this. Reg, I can't thank you enough for your faithfulness. I want to tell you – uh, as a guy who's in operations, uh, <laughs> I am really just sitting back and marveling at your ability to lead this team, to gather a team like that, uh, to to procure the the necessary materials to to get that construction done in so little time. Uh, you have accomplished something quite extraordinary, and uh, uh, please accept my thank you on behalf of the entire Impact Nations family. We're just so so pleased to be partnering with you in this. No, um, this is um, me to, to thank you because um, you did so much and I was amazed uh, by the short period of time you were able to raise um, that money that is a blessing for uh, for all these people. So on behalf of everyone from Cavallo, I want to take this opportunity to thank you, um, to thank the stewards and thank every single one from the Impact Nation family um, that has accomplished that. And we know that um, the Lord will continue to bless you and um, your family and everyone that has contributed to that because actually we are bringing hope 
um, to the whole place. Amen. Amen. And we're having fun doing it too, eh? <laughs> yes, exactly. So every, every time. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, Reg, thank you so much for joining us today. I sure appreciate your time. Uh, please uh, give our love to your family. Tell them thank you so much for giving so much of your time to, to this project. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing some more photos in, uh, in the days to come. Yes, sure, you will, you will see it. So thank you. I will share your, your, your greetings to my family and everybody in Canada. Um, so may God bless you. Indeed. God bless you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye for now.